Hello, welcome to a new episode of Tattletale. My next guest is one of my dearest friends, JP Minyaga. We talk about the impact his grandfather's tattoos had on him, why he has tattoos on his hands and neck but not his arms, as well as how he got into tattooing himself and his experience in underground tattooing. Now, as a disclaimer, I am not here to take a stance on unlicensed tattooing. The purpose of this podcast is to simply capture the stories behind my guests' tattoos. Now tap me about it. Our next guest is JP Manyaga. Manyaga, yeah, yeah, got it right. Tell us about yourself. Tell what were the people? What should the people know about JP? Um, JP, man, I don't even know how to answer that question. To be honest, <laughs> who it's is like, JP? Like, what is your main hustle? My main hustle is creative, man. Just whatever comes my way, you know. Uh, let's just say design pays the bills, then. Just multiple hobbies on the side. Yeah. You do a lot of things. I mean, you you have this side business called Worker Surplus. Yep, yep. Right? that's the so latest one. Tell me a little bit about Worker Surplus. Um, Worker Surplus, I think to easily explain it is just like, it's going to be the, the way I archive my explorations from here on. Because from tattooing to like chain stitching and a little bit of like, welding and sculpture okay. stuff so chopper stuff it sounds kind of like an agency in a way yeah an, an entity that encapsulates a bunch of things let's okay. just say that for now okay yeah. well so let's go back to tattooing so you said mm-hmm. that that's under the umbrella of workers surplus yeah yeah well first of all tell me about your first tattoo like your first experience like maybe your first memory of tattoo or okay so the very first time i saw a tattoo was my grandfather in the philippines uh-huh he had my grandmother's name on his like bicep. Was it in cursive or like? No, it was just literally like stick and poke style, oh, wow, just okay. like almost like Ariel, but you know, yeah. hand drawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just plain written out. Uh huh. And young. That's uh, that's my grandmother's so that name. Was the yeah. first, okay. And what what part of the Philippines was this? Uh, Laguna. So we're just right outside of Manila. Man, I must have been like six or seven. I was young when I first saw it. Yeah. 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 Is it, did he have any other tattoos? I think he had a few other ones that I don't really remember. But that was the one that stood out that to really me the most. Yeah, oh, my okay. grandmother's name. Do you remember what was going through your head at that time? Um, I was just like, damn, that shit doesn't rub off. <laughs> it's on there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you understood the concept of a tattoo at, at that age? Um, I just knew that it's more than just drawing on your skin. Yeah. Like, there's something, there's it's something permanent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can relate to that. Uh, my dad had some homemade tattoos uh, when he was in the refugee camp. That's pretty G. Leaving out of Vietnam. Yeah. So, he, I mean, I just asked him about the story just a couple of weeks ago, and he told me that uh, he had a friend that he like he made in uh, in the refugee camp, and they literally took like a, a needle, like a, a sewing needle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then he took a candle, and then they collected the soot. And then mixed it in with water, mm-hmm. and then used that to stick and poke. That's crazy. And he had four different tattoos on his biceps. That you know, I I can totally relate to that because it, I remember seeing it. And I was like, "What is that?" Understanding that it's there. It's there. <laughs> it's like a, it's almost like a part of your skin. It's almost like it grew there in a way. Yeah. You know, it was just something about it. Was like, yeah, because we didn't have a concept of how they put it there. Exactly. But it's just like stuck. It was. Yeah, yeah I definitely remember seeing that. And uh, unfortunately, he's covered up with worse tattoos 
he might end up covering up the cover up. But I I can definitely relate to that. Like just seeing that family member and like, oh, that's kind of odd. And it planted that seed in a way, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, very early encounters, right? Pretty wild. Yeah. So tell me about your first tattoo that you got. Um, It's this one right here. The one, it's so like that a one, it looks like yeah, sign. it looks like a little cross, yeah. yeah but it's a cross, yeah. <laughs> on your wrist, on your left wrist, uh -huh. right? And it's probably the size of a dime. It looks like, yeah, about the size of a dime. Did you go to a shop or no, a friend so did it? After high school, this I was started, here in the states, though, right? This was already here in the states. Okay. Yeah. So after high school, I started working at this um, shop, Black Flag Shop. Okay. It's pretty much where I like kind of like started designing in and whatnot, Jersey, in New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. And my old bosses cousin is a tattoo artist yeah and i was just like yo i want a sleeve really bad at that time i wanted like a three-quarter oh, japanese oh, okay. sleeve yeah i don't know why i yeah. just wanted it right and i inquired on how much it was going to be in i think he gave me the quote of like 1700 for a for a three-quarter sleeve yeah i was like 19 sure yeah like you who's know? got that kind of who, dough who got that kind of money <laughs> to get that you know so in my head i was like you know what i, I designed i could draw Maybe I'll give it a shot. Maybe I'll get the machine oh, and figure it out. Yeah. Serious? So don't do what I did, but I ended up buying a kit from eBay at that time. <laughs> <laughs> but a complete kit, right? And that's how that came about. Wait, so you bought the kit, you tattooed yourself? I tattooed myself, yeah. That so your first tattoo, you just tattooed yourself? Yeah. Just to kind of see what it was like? Because the kit came with like fake rubber skins, but it just really... It doesn't translate. To be honest, I'm pretty ignorant about this. What what comes in a tattoo kit? Okay. So there was two machines. It was a liner and a shader, right? Okay, okay yep. Power supply, pedal, and the cord to get the machine running. Okay. And then it came with five color inks at the time. Okay. <laughs> this was like a long time ago. I don't know if they still sell the same kit. <laughs> but it came with five colors, like primary colors in black and white. The little ink cups and rubber bands for... And a few... Uh, needles like pre-packed needles for it okay so you were ready to go once You're you got set. this kit yeah <laughs> <laughs> ready to set up shop you're ready to ink some skin once you, you just, got this kit you got to ebay your uh, license next after that. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with everything you essentially need to tattoo to tattoo yeah to and get then going. how did you i mean i wouldn't even know how to piece that together how did you figure out how to put that stuff together and then the process of tattooing you know um, I mean, for a while, I was just practicing on that rubber skin. Oh, okay. But I was just like, it doesn't act like skin when sure. you're like, tattooing. So I was like, okay. I got to the point where I was like, okay, this is not going to cut it. I had to figure out how to really do this if I really want to like try yeah. to do this. So I was like, okay, what well, part of my body... I used to wear a lot of watches. Sure. So I, that's why I put on my wrist. To cover, cover it up. Oh, and I okay. was like, what's the least offensive thing that if my mom saw me, she wouldn't like whoop my ass? Yeah. So I was like, across. Oh, she's mad like Catholic, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So okay. let's just go with that. That yeah. was the first one. Very first one. And we can jump around just a little bit, but I want, I already know the backstory behind this, but speaking of your mother, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she had a request of you, right? When it comes to tattoos. Yeah, yeah. So when I first started tattooing, she always told me to be careful because she started seeing the homies coming through the crib and they were like getting tatted. Okay. Right? Then, okay, I was like, okay, I'll watch out. And then by the was time... Was she just worried about shady business? Is that why? She was just worried about me getting like somebody getting a fucked up thing, then somebody calling mad. the cops okay. or something, you know? Because sure. it's illegal at the end of the day. Yes. Like I said, don't do this. Yeah. It's illegal. <laughs> Highly advised not to do it. But... um. 
Yeah, so when she was retiring and moving back to the Philippines, she was she was like, "Yo, do you want to tattoo my ankle?" Whoa. Yeah, she wanted like a rosary on her that's, ankle, but I never great. did it. I at that time I did it feel comfortable yet. to tattoo her. Sure. Yeah. 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 Not yet. That still uh-huh. could could still happen. Uh huh. Well, what about the request about your arms? Okay. Well, I got if we gotta do that, I gotta tell the backstory on how. It all even came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We got time. All right, so my brother came home one time when he was in high school. I must have been like around the same time, like seven, eight at this point. Older brother? Older brother, okay. yeah. He lives in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, shout out to my queer, yeah. But um, he came home with a Bugs Bunny tattoo on his no. bicep. It's like a Bugs Bunny with like a cape. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, we could you could tell me the story about um, later. The story but... behind that was just he was just 16. Like my brother, my brother's part of the generation x let's just say that yeah you know very into like kurt cobain and this that movement so bugs bunny with a cape, with a cape yeah because that's the only thing they had enough flash in the oh Philippines. so he picked up flash yeah, off the uh-huh, wall uh-huh. that's dope so he came home one time and then i just remember my mom stressing to me that never get your arms tatted and i think i've to this day, I you still don't have anything on my Stay true. Arms. Yeah, skipped around it, yeah. That's so funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's what spawned the don't get your arms tattooed was the Bugs Bunny tattoo. Because she thought that I would only get my arms just like my brother did, yeah. And you just, now you cheat the system. Yeah. So <laughs> Still honoring her wishes, though. That's right. That's right. So everywhere else is tatted. Talk about your second tattoo. Like, what is the next, what was um, the one after the cross? Yeah, what was the next one after that? Well, after that one, it's a bunch of little ones that I did on my fingers. So I have like my initial there, okay. pencil, and like a dollar sign in my pinky. Yeah. yeah. But wow. these are like the next ones. After I got the the one on the, my wrist done, I was like, okay, I need more real estate. Yep. But I don't want to do like my arms to that. Sure, <laughs> or to my honor hand the hand. So I was like, you know what my finger would do? I don't wow. know why. So you have uh, your initials. A pencil and a dollar sign yep. that you tattoo on yourself. So at this point, it's the it's the cross that's on your wrist, and then mm-hmm. your finger tattoos. That's all you yeah. have on the left side because I can only tattoo with my right hand. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. From there, uh, how many how many years has passed at this point? Is it still in the same year? I uh, know. So it was like a few years that passed by when I first got my kit. Okay. Because I actually gave it to my friend too to so he could start tattooing. Okay, wow. Yeah, because I had to give it up because my drawings wasn't coming out like the tattoo, so I had to like let that shit go for a second. Sure. So then I ended up getting back to it. That's when I started practicing on my legs. It sounds like you've most of the tattoos that you started with were ones that you've given yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's Literally that's the wild. very beginnings. Yeah, that, that's wild. I mean, okay, so you start with one color. Mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. did you start getting into multiple colors? Um, I could show you the piece that yeah. has the first color. So it's on my left calf. Yeah, kind of right. thing, right? Yeah. So it's a Hanya mask with a motorcycle helmet. Okay. This one I first got my first bike. Okay, the CB. The Shadow oh, Six Hundred. Yeah, okay. the Honda Shadow. Yeah, and that's why I colored it red. It was the bike red. The bike, the bike was red. Yeah, that's sick. And I was just like, "Yo, that's me on a motorcycle." So you helmet. tattooed that on yourself. Yeah. I mean, so the I love the orientation because that tells the story. The way you that see you see how I did it, you yeah. like crossed your leg uh-huh. over, and just the way it it is is just that's the only way you could really draw it on yourself. Yep. 
or tattoo your, yourself at this point. And I think this second go round of tattooing was the most important go at it. Okay. The first one, I was just like touching skin. Sure. This one, I started really like, yo, Understanding. let me zoom in. Because this is not like a small piece either. So I, once I started this, I had to sit and finish. I had to sit and like finish this. Just to go back on the Hanya mask, that's Uh essentially, it looks like a Japanese devil, essentially, right? Exactly. Like a samurai devil warrior mask. Like those masks, the Japanese uh, devil mask. Yes. Okay. And then I see a couple flowers. That was late edition. Afterwards. Afterwards, yeah. So I actually came back to it and added some. So do you usually draw your uh, these drawings out first? And then do you have a way to transfer them onto your skin? Or do you just freehand these? So this one, these my thigh the and Hanya this mask. Hanya mask uh-huh. was the very first one when I got back into it, which I had to hand draw. Okay. And like since it wasn't stenciled on, when it came to like wiping the ink and the yeah. blood, I had to be like very careful. Because if I wipe wrong, the lines are gone. That's scary. But bold. I mean, it was a lot of patience to get this one done once I started. So if I'm following you correctly, it was the hands and then that was the next one? No, the, the other one is a thigh. Okay, on, on the It's thigh. an anchor with an eagle. Very traditional, but there was no color. It was just black, black. and shading. Okay. Then after that, I was like, okay, I could kind of shade. Yeah. I was like, let me try color. And this is how the color came about. So like my left leg will pretty much will be like my... It was like my resume when my friends started seeing like, yo... You, you know tattoo. what? I could, I, I'll get a tattoo from you. Every single piece that you have on your leg, are those tattooed by yourself? I have three pieces on both my legs that aren't mine. Okay. Uh, one of them is on the left side. It's like a pistol. Okay. That one's a crazy story. Where is Where on the left side of your leg? Okay. Yeah, it's like on your ankle. So yeah. it's just a full on, like it's a like a little revolver. It is, yeah. So I got that in when I was living in Brooklyn. Okay, in Brooklyn. Yeah. I had this idea when I started tattooing that, yo, I can't be the only one that's tattooing underground in New York City. Sure. There's got to be a shit ton of people doing this shit here. Okay. And my idea was like, yo, I'll go find these people and get tattooed by them. You were seeking. I was under- seeking underground tattoo ah, okay. artists. I was going to make it a thing. But when I got this um, done, I realized like some people have different techniques of doing it. And when I saw this, it was a girl that did this tattoo. And when I saw her do it, I was like, yo, if this is one person's way of doing it, if I go to another one, that shit might be crazier. So I'm like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Wow. Yeah. So you just kind of called it quits at that point. Yeah. The way she did it, like, hurt more than the way I did it. So I was just like, nah, I'm no, good. <laughs> good. Oh, shit. I mean, sometimes, and literally learn the hard way. Yeah. So yeah. Th- so she tattooed that on, on your ankle. Yeah. It was her apartment. I forgot her name. Crazy. Yeah. She was going to Pratt at the time, I think, too. Yeah. That's wild. Uh-huh. So far... All the tattoos are not by... Professionals, yes. Not by professionals. Yeah. Everything so far has been... And walk me through, if you can't, if you don't mind, rewind back to the anchor with the eagle. Right? Mm-hmm. How, about how big is that? It's about the size of my fist. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So a decent size. Mm-hmm. And did you tattoo that? Uh, does the orientation of that, does it face towards you or... It's upside down. So 
me looking at it will look upside down to me. No, it'll look straight to you. Okay, but you so upside you did. down to me. Wow. When okay, I did so it, that's yeah. a, that's a normal orientation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But you just drew it on. I hand drew it with a pen, knowing that it would be the correct orientation. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So after the hands is the anchor that you tattooed on yourself, mm-hmm. and then after that was the Hanya the mask. mask with the color. With color, so you don't you jumped into color at that point. After one of shade, like slight shading. Wow. Yeah. Okay. The next tattoo after the Hanya mask was the revolver. No, uh, the one after that is the portrait of my grandparents right here. Okay, that's so that's on the lower shin, right underneath the Hanya mask. Yeah, and it looks like there's a flourish, and then there's a portrait of two people, the side portraits of two people. Yeah, right, and you have a flower, flower on the below. bottom, and they got their um, birth dates underneath. That's see, yeah, that's one of my favorites right there. Yeah. Tell me, so tell me about the design. Tell me about the flower and the flourish and uh, two, the two portraits. Yeah, um, I just wanted to, you know, like when my grandparents died, I was here in the States. I couldn't go back home to the Philippines to like, you know, be there. And that was a big part of like my family's sacrifice of mm-hmm. like coming to the States, you know? Yeah. And I just wanted to like put them on my skin and okay. just like, you know, they're the only grandparents that I really got to meet yeah, and have a relationship with that I remember at least. And there's your grandparents on your mom's side? Or My your... mom's side, yeah. Okay. And I just wanted to do something for them because I was like, okay, I'm tattooing now. Yeah. Let me. And the first two were just like things I wanted to do. I just wanted to really pay my respects to them and put them on my skin. It's just like side portrait of them. It doesn't even really look like them, but to me, that's yeah, what it that's means. All yeah, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. So the flourish, like the border. Yeah, I just wanted to put them in a frame. So that that was just something you drew up. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and the flower does it have any significance? Um, almost like my flowers to them, since I didn't get to see them. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. yeah. All right. What What about the next one? I see you have a couple fillers in there too, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you, it looks like a spade, right? Yeah. So I have two of those little fillers. So it would be the nautical star. Yep. And the I forgot what it's called, but literally these like a two. a club or a sp- spade or something. Yeah, but these two came out of watching a documentary on Russian prison tats. Right, yeah, that's pretty gnarly shit. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it, but after I watched that, I was like, yo, I got to get two of those pieces. The books, I, there's, like, there's like a few books. And they have the books, yeah, exactly. I've seen the books, uh-huh. and they're gnarly. Uh-huh. Actually, I'm, there's three. So they're inspired right by... The mosque. Oh, right. And it has like a rope around so, it. Yeah, yeah. That looks like about uh, maybe like a fifty cent, a little bit bigger than a fifty cent piece. Looks like yeah. The, you see the mosque, and then the, there's like a rope border that goes around, around it. it. And yeah. this is on the back of your calf. Yep. So right, right above the ankle. Right by my Achilles. Yeah, yeah. Essentially on that right. Mm-hmm. And you and who did that? I did them. How did you reach that? <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know. I was more flexible back then. Okay, on your leg, it sounds like there's most of the tattoos is done by you. You said there's a few that are done by other artists. Yeah, so one, the pistol on the left leg isn't done by me. And then I have two on my right leg that isn't done by me. Okay, and then let's go back to your left leg again still. Mm -hmm. There's a feather. There is Is a feather right on my calf. Yeah, on the upper calf. Yeah. And it's still black and white. Most of these tattoos are black and white. It looks like the only one that's colored is the Hanya mask. The Hanya, yeah. And so what's up with the feather? Um, to be honest, the feather was just something I drew up. And at one point, I really, really wanted to like 
get deeper into tattoo. Okay. So when I started doing these on my leg, I was like, the more practice I get, the better. But I wasn't open to practicing on like my friends, even though they were like volunteering. Sure. I was like, I need to be, I need to get to that point where I feel good to tattoo other people before okay. I do that. That's, this is just a way to keep going. Yeah, to get practice in. Wow, yeah. man. I had a lot of Bold. things going on in, the, in my life at that time too. So it was just like, it was almost like therapy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and just like put really putting in. If you like it enough, like you'll, fig- you'll figure out a way, right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, there's more, right? Um, on this leg? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's there one more. One right next to the... Actually, there's two. Actually, there's three. This... <laughs> <laughs> I forget about these. But I have a panther with a dagger on it. Going through its head. Yeah. Uh, make believe koi fish. Well, let's go back to the panther though. Tell me, uh-huh. tell me the story behind the panther. Um, to be honest, that's just another thing that I drew up. Just that, a dope design that yeah, you like that fit right in there. And I said I needed more practice. Wow! So wow. I was willing to do it. So this is, I would say, this is on the outside of your leg now. You're yeah, not, this is when it starts getting harder to like do it to like so, reach. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. Yep. And that that piece is pretty pretty big too though i would say that's about i don't know six inches almost yeah, in a way. they're all pretty good size they're all decent size yeah i had a routine too when i did most of these tattoos what's that uh i put on the audio slave album from oh. beginning to end <laughs> no way and rock to this shit yeah. what like why audio slave i don't know that album just hit especially when like show me show me how to live <laughs> part comes I mean, r.i.p right chris cornell right rest in peace uh next to the panther now koi fish you have a koi fish okay that looks like this color in there a little blue okay yeah still uh dipping into that Mm. uh color there i forgot about one more yep friday the 13th uh describe that one it's like a traditional skull flash with a number 13 underneath you know what now that i'm going back i might have been jumbled up this might be like right after my hands like my wrist and stuff wait so the wrist to that the, the skull yeah uh, okay i think this was the first one on this leg from what i remember so at this point you're what tw- about 20 years old about 19 20 okay yeah, yeah. and there's a little bit of color there too yep a little red went to the daredevil tattoo in new york for this one. Oh, okay yeah. so after the hand you went to daredevil yeah okay it you went, took like you 20 went, minutes you went pro on that professional Pro. yes yes and yes. then the and then uh the other tattoos that you did came afterwards got yeah. it okay so you're like I'm, i want to get back to it after that after that yeah i had an idea i was like oh wow he took him so little to do that you know it literally took 20 minutes to do that one so are you trying to get faster at this point or no i was just like it can't be that hard if oh, okay. he could do it, like, there's no other thing separating me from him than the knowledge that he gained from doing it or and the experience. Sure, yeah. But at the end of the day, if he could do it, I could do it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? That sounds like JP to me. <laughs> that definitely sounds like JP. So you did the koi fish. Tell, mm-hmm. me, tell me about the koi fish now. You did that yourself as well. Yeah. That, that one looks like the, the, the most difficult because it's to on reach. the... Yeah. To reach because that's on the outside of your... My knee almost, yeah. Pretty much your knee. Uh-huh. So it's almost like you have to contort your whole entire upper body yeah. in order to get to that. Mm-hmm. Wild. So tell me about that. Um, I was into. I was starting to get into Japanese. I wanted to like, okay, I've been doing a little bit of traditional. Let me do Japanese. But yeah, you learn a lot of things when you start getting into it. Sure. Was this in your apartment or... Um, at this point, it was my apartment in Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. 
So the majority of the tattoos on your leg, on your left leg at least. Yeah. Both legs mm-hmm. are are done by you. So the koi fish, how long how long would you say some of these pieces take? Um, I think I'm I try to get it done within like two, three hours. Okay. Because after piece. that, yeah, because one of the things is like I notice even when I get it done professionally, like when I hit the three hour mark, yeah, that's when I start like fatiguing. Sure, yeah. Right? And when you're doing it to yourself, like. Well, that's even harder because you have to be able to focus. Yeah. I mean, you're tattooing yourself. It's, yeah. I would say it's one thing to sit there and have someone tattoo you. And another thing is you have to really hone it in if you're tattooing yourself. You have to get it together, yeah. And that's wild. <laughs> what? What motivates you to keep going at this point? Um, Did you see yourself having maybe a professional career being a tattoo artist? I've wondered. I was like really, really, like I said, I was really, really into it at one point. Like I wanted to like really see how deep it could get. Yeah. You know, just because it's not an easy art. And, you know, seeing my brother come home with a tattoo, seeing like a bunch of cool dudes with like tattoos, especially coming up, it's just yeah. like, yo. That must be crazy, especially if you're the guy doing the tattoo. Like, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, at this point, does your mom know about your tattoos? The ones on the leg? Uh, she already had moved to the Philippines. Okay, so she's out. Yeah. So, I was like, he, when my parents moved back to the Philippines, I was, I was here by myself to kind of figure out life, right? Yep. And that's when I started really getting into this. And at this point, you were at a skate shop, is that right? Yeah, I was still working at a... No, I think at this point, I was already at 10 Deep. Okay. I had moved to New York. I was in my apartment in Brooklyn. That's right. And tattooing on the nighttime. At this point, I started tattooing some friends, some so coworkers. Now you, tell me about the first time you tattooed someone else other than other than yourself. Okay. The very first one was from my first batch, like first half. I have like two different tattoo careers before I retired and when I came back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Jordan. Okay. Yeah. Before I retired, the very first one I'll have to say is my boy, Ant. Okay. And he got a crossbone on his wrist. Yeah. But with the skull or just the bones? Just the bones. Okay. He ended up later like at getting somebody to add a dope ass skull on it. So my tattoo looked pretty ill. <laughs> but in the beginning, it was just crossbones. Okay. And that was also on his wrist? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You tattooed. And about what size is it? Um, Probably the full width. The width of the wrist. Yeah. Okay. He has a full sleeve now. now. Start, started from that one thing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That was, his, was that his first tattoo? I don't know if that was his very first. I doubt it. But... But the first one that you did for him. For him, yeah. And, um, and for anybody. Yeah. I'm just assuming black, like a black... Just black black ink. ink, yeah. Uh-huh. Were you nervous? No. Not nervous? No. I mean, at this point, you've got a little bit of practice already. I've, I've figured out how it touches the skin. And I think the biggest thing is as long as you're clean and sterile with your equipment. Yes. And shit doesn't, like, get fucked up. Yeah. You're good for I mean, you part. don't... Has any of these tattoos you've done on someone else or yourself been infected? Not infected, no. Okay, that's good. I mean, that's a good... No, it's big, yeah. Yeah, yeah my in-laws were in town over the weekend, and um, my mother-in-law had a co-worker who was on one of those shows where they, you get a free tattoo, but, like, you get... <laughs> you know, they judge the, the artist, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, this type, like, Dave Navarro is, like, the the judge or whatever. Is that you know a new I mean? one they got going? I, I mean, it's just one of these shows yeah. where you're just, like, you want a free tattoo, like, but these people are going to be in a competition, and they're going to mm-hmm. tattoo you, and, like... You might not be able to get to ask what you want or whatever. They might get have a theme. Get, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. But anyways, that his shit got infected apparently. And that was off, on, off of a TV show, which is crazy to me, you know? I've seen some terrible shit like 
I mean, this story kind of goes in this too. When I first moved to Portland, uh-huh. coming from New York, and I didn't have like people really to tattoo yet here. Okay. I like I found I put up a listing and I was like, I'll barter like tattoos and trade me whatever you got. Wait, listing like Craigslist? Uh, Craigslist and and just IG. Oh yeah, wow! Uh huh. And I had a few, since there's a tattoo school out here in Portland. Uh huh. I guess a lot of those tattoo schools provide like free tattoos for people. Oh wow! I didn't so a lot of the people was coming that was coming to me in the beginning when I first moved out here was like fixer uppers. Wow! Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. A lot of things that got infected and fell out, and they ended up going back to the same guy type of stuff. Oh, that's not a it's good crazy. Look. Yeah. So you ended up helping like fixing it or covering it up. Covering it up and fixing it to the best of my abilities. Okay. I just wanted to tattoo, bro. I was sure. just like, yo. If I want to keep doing this, I need constant like, yeah. practice. Have you tattooed any of these people since? There was a few like people that came back to me a few times, yeah. but I've changed phones and I've lost a lot of those contacts. Sure, yeah. And I don't want to do fixer uppers anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah, that was just like my beginning when I was still trying to like figure out just get yeah, clientele here. Exactly, yeah. just kind of establishing a base. Exactly, in a way. All right, so let's jump to let's try to keep chronological here. So. When you went, when you tattooed on your left leg, did mm-hmm. it? Did you jump around at all, or did you stay focused on the, on your leg? I think I tried filling up my left leg as much as I can mm-hmm. until I can't reach places anymore. Then I moved on to my right. Okay. Yeah. So at this point, you're just practicing. You're using yourself as a canvas. Yeah. To learn tattooing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Let's jump over to your right leg then. So at this point, it's left leg first, and then. How much time do you think was all in just one year, your left leg? Um, my left leg, I would, I would just say like two years work in progress. Okay, so it's over a couple of years. That's yeah, not- yeah. Little by little. And then did you stay kind of left leg then right leg or? After my left leg and I started tattooing more my friends in New York, mm-hmm. I was like, I, I need to like get more work done on me by like professionals. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And this one, I got my first, like, big piece, my that, chest piece. Okay. Have you seen it? Right? I've seen, I mean, it's hard to miss the neck, but I don't, okay. I don't know yeah, much about the it. chest. Okay, so this is a full color piece. It's an all-seeing eye. And that's a, a later addition. Okay, that's, a, that's yeah. a later. But the chest piece is, uh, looks like a Pegasus. Is that right? Yeah, so it's a Pegasus fighting a snake. Pegasus. traditional just super colorful yeah, yeah yeah and i see the lightning bolts and it looks like clouds purple clouds yeah purple clouds and this is the i mean this covers your whole entire chest yeah, yeah. and i see the big giant serpent snake just wrapping around this that's wrapped around the pegasus yeah. it looks like and uh, wow that's that's crazy so after your leg you get this piece i get my chest piece done yeah so oh. it's just chest at this point it's just those two no no eye yet no eye yet that's a addition later on like probably like a year or two later and this is in new york yeah this was in new york this was in um which shop was this uh jeb was at the shop in brooklyn damn i don't remember the name of the, the shop the shop but the name of the artist uh jeb maycut okay yeah does he have an ig yeah jeb underscore maycut i think is ig really really dope guy he does some crazy like sleeves back pieces yeah. japanese and traditional like i mean you could see from the this, quality of that yeah 
That's a lot of detail. You see a lot of kind of speckling around the belly of the the serpent and then just the shading. Yeah, it's definitely, you could tell. And even the flames coming out of the nose, it looks like, of the the Pegasus is pretty insane. So, yeah, this is a crazy piece. It's massive and highly detailed. Yeah. Um, Super ill. Did he also add on to the tattoo or was it someone else that added on the eye? Oh, no, it was him. It was him, him, yeah. So when I first hit him up, I mean, it took me a while to figure out artists that I want to go to professionally. Sure, yeah. And, you know, in New York, everybody costs like a pretty penny. Sure. But when I saw Jeb's piece, he had done this like, it was somebody's back piece, but it was two tigers with wings. Mm -hmm. I just liked how he did the wings. Like, it just looked so good. Yeah. And I was like, I had a little bit of money saved up. I already got my first bike. I was like, you know what? Let me get some that I want for the first time. Like, yeah. So I'm big. Treat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's not a flash piece. It's no, a custom piece. this is piece. a custom piece. What's the story behind that? Um, you're, I'm born year of the horse. Okay. 1990. You yep. know what I'm saying? Um, and the snake, I had a phobia with snakes growing up. Okay. When I was living in the Philippines, me and my sister was home one time. And there was like a big snake that went over our like fence that bit my one of my dogs. No way. And they and they passed. It was a big snake. It was Did you see the snake? Me and my sister saw the snake, yeah. I mean, if you were to guess, how long was the snake? I mean, I was little, but my sister still to this day describes it as like the snake's body was like bigger than my arms at that time, you know? And it killed your dog. And it killed my dog Blackie, yeah. I yeah. mean I guess the only worst thing that is the the snake eating to, the dog exactly <laughs> seeing that yeah that yeah, would have been some gnarly yeah. shit right there crazy so mm-hmm. you get a snake in a way to kind of represent a phobia or like maybe even overcoming a overcoming fear. yeah yeah um i think earlier the year i ended up going to a reptile expo with my friend jason yeah and i think i held the snake for the first time since since that incident first time just ever ever crazy like held it i mean i don't know i don't i mean there's there's people out there who like snakes or have snakes as pets but Mm -hmm. for the the majority i think just innately as human beings i think people just naturally there's a uh a fear instilled you know like you're born with the fear i mean it's talked about in the bible and you know it goes deep okay you got the snake and then the lightning bolts are just kind of a way to just I just told Jeb I wanted a horse fighting a snake. And then he just did his thing. And he did his thing. Okay. Yeah. I remember the first time I came up to him, he showed me a piece that was going to take over like one of my chests. Yep. And I was like bigger. And then the next time I came, I was like, that's it. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. From That's your first professional, other than the Friday the 13th. Right. Which okay. is like teeny. You know? I mean, yeah, that one's, yeah, that one. I mean, mm-hmm. it's still, still a good size. But anyways, so... You you get this massive chess piece, and then do you get any before you add on back on to that piece, or is it, or do you go back and you add on? Well, this one took three sessions. Yeah, um, I was three hours, three hour sessions, three four hours. Okay, a, a piece, yeah, and I think I let it rock as is for a while. Sure, but I think the last time we finished the session, he had mentioned he wanted to add something on the top. Okay, and I was like, I'll think about it. Yeah. Then I just rocked out with it for a month. Then a few months later, I had the itch, hit him up. Yeah. He showed me two options, and I went with the eye. Wow. And, I mean, this one's on your neck. It's so. kind of. It's It peaks a little bit. Yeah. It peaks a little bit. I guess it's, like, right underneath your Adam's apple. Yeah. I mean, if you're wearing a T-shirt, you're definitely going to see the eye yeah, for exactly. sure. 
Um, if you're wearing a high collar shirt, maybe. I mean, but still, though, I'd consider that a neck tattoo yeah, for sure. It's, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any plans to add on to that? Um, I would love to. I'd have to talk to Jeb. I feel like since he's gotten that far, see what he says. Yeah. And you'd want him to to add on. If anyone adds on, it's going to be him. Depends on what Jeb says. Yeah. If he says this is what he could do and this is how he envisioned it, yeah. then I'm cool. But if he's like, yeah, I think I can add more things to it, I'll let him add it. But if he's maxed out, I'll let somebody else work around it well, kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So it's as far as adding on to that specific piece, it's more about the artist's vision mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. opposed to even even opposed to your own vision, right? Like you're not... You're, you're entrusting someone else's creative vision on your own body permanently. Mm-hmm. I know that I can speak from my tattoos that I've had something in mind. So I've mostly creative, you know, direction, if you will, on the tattoos. Mm-hmm. So you ever see those, um, you put 25 cents in and then oh, yeah. it rolls out. <laughs> Whatever and you, this get, is, you get, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, like I couldn't imagine doing that because, you know, th- these are things that are obviously permanent you're definitely entrusting in your artist i mean i think at this point too i have to yeah you know it's a big piece of my chest and whatever he he could add to it is only going to complement his piece sure i got what i wanted out of it i just wanted a horse and a snake depicted in whatever vision he has and he did it and let him do his thing and and you can always say no too like you said there was two options two options exactly there's two options for Mm -hmm. the the neck Mm -hmm. piece and then uh, if goes further then i'm sure you'd have options at that point as well too. yeah if unless i'm really not feeling it then i'll say no at yeah. the end of the day i'm paying for it right exactly yeah and then if you got more tattoos it would be just going around it right if jeb can't add any more to, to what that. he did yeah got it okay. if he can i'll let him add okay if not then i'll just have somebody work around it sure piece, yeah. piece it in yeah okay so at this point you got your leg your left leg tattooed and you've been practicing on your right. Tell me about the tattoos on the right, on your right leg. My right leg? Um, I started practicing on my right leg when I moved to Portland. Oh, wow. So you didn't have any... When you moved to Portland, when I first met you, you didn't have any tattoos on your right leg? No, no. It was just your left leg? Everything started coming little by little. Yeah. Wow, crazy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, tell me, so tell me about the tattoos on your right leg that you that you did here in portland when i moved to portland and i started like seeing that check coming in yeah i was like yo i'm investing in a machine now oh so you get now you're upgrading your machine one of the biggest things too that i got from getting tattooed professionally is learning the shop dynamics and seeing what makes it different than somebody just tattooing from home yeah so in the shop everything is clean yes that's one of the biggest thing like i've always did from the beginning just to make sure (laughs) yeah exactly and then second is like it's kind of like working on your bikes you want you want to get the job done you got to have the right tools yes i was getting by a long time with that kit yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) so i got some machines made and i was excited once i got the machines made i just felt it when i held it it felt different when i ran it it felt different yeah and when i started practicing on it, it just felt good so I think that was the very first piece that I got when I first moved here. Okay. And by got, meaning you gave it to yourself. Yeah. First, <laughs> that's who I gave myself for moving to Portland. And this is, uh, looks like a three-color piece. It's a f- large flower. Yeah. It's like a tribute to Portland, the city of roses, right? Okay. So it's, yeah. So it's a rose, rose with a 
a skull. Okay, yeah. In yeah. the very middle yeah. of it. That's right. In that it's colored, so it's got green leaves and red petals. Yeah. As as you're going along, how do you kind of keep track of what you're learning? Um, well, that shit hurts, bro. It sticks. Yep. You have no choice but to remember how you're doing it. I think the biggest thing is getting to know the skin. Yeah. That's when I started really learning how to kind of tattoo. Is like every skins react differently. Yeah. So you can't come into a tattoo with a preconceived notion of like it's gonna go down this way sure. how I planned it. Yeah, you got to be able to kind of mix up like your approach, right? Yeah, you got to know like in your head like, okay, this is not working out, so I'm gonna do this, right? What kind of adjustments you need to make? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I see you have another wolf or a wolf head, not a panther this time, but a wolf head with a with dagger through it. Yeah. And then this one's even bigger. This is you did this one as well. This is huge. Yeah. Um, so this, this one is, goes about uh, almost to your knee, almost down, halfway through, down to your shin. Yeah, let's just say like what so seven like, inches, eight inches, eight or inches. So? Yeah. yeah, and this one is just like an outline dagger with a little bit of shading on the wolf. Mm-hmm. Again, another just another dope design that you just were into. Yeah, traditional. This one I started honing into exactly what style I wanted to do. Okay, mostly. And you have a small rose uh, right next to it. Two. Two roses next to it. Yeah, one's like... Uh, one's actually on the back of your calf. Mm-hmm. And the other one's one. on the front of your shin. Another right next to one. the wolf. Yeah. Okay. So if you could look actually on the left and the right side, yeah, you will see the quality of the outlines change. Okay. Like if you look at that line compared to this line. Sure, yeah. And that's like... The equipment upgrade difference. Way more crisp. Yeah. I mean, it hurt more. It punctured, like, more. But I noticed, like, you could get crisper lines. And then next to the rose that you have on the outside of your um, calf, it it looks like there's a panther. It looks like another panther, yeah. Yep. And that, again, more practice. More practice, yeah. Most of these are just designs that you've kind of been interested in, right? Yeah, I I used to just make up flash to make up flash because that's another way to practice your tattooing, right? Yeah. Drawing flash, so you yeah, get artwork. you get used to how the outline work and all the shading and stuff. So mm-hmm. at certain points, I would just have flash, and I'll, maybe I'll pick one from it to take from me. Then the rest I'll keep up for grabs for whoever okay. would want it, you know. And then what's below the panther? Or, the, yeah, the um, panther. Here. I got this one, too. It's a dragon? It's like a Sailor Jerry dragon. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that one I got from Washington. You went up to Washington? Yeah. So you know how I told you in Brooklyn I was looking for underground tattoo yes, artists I and stuff? Yeah. Um, when I got here in Portland, I started bartering with people, like tattoos and stuff. I met this guy on IG, and he was um, apprenticing at a shop in washington i forgot what shop it was uh-huh. this is vancouver washington vancouver or? washington okay yeah rode my chopper out there right and got tattooed at the shop where he was working at wild yeah it this one took a long time it looks like it is about five inches yep and this one's full color as well full too. Color, yeah green yellow red mm-hmm. the guy took his time on this one i was ready to go at like four hours but it took like five ish Wow. And I couldn't say no because he was apprenticing. Yep. And I signed up for it. <laughs> Crazy. So uh, as far as bartering goes, what, what is bartered? You get a tattoo and then what does he get? Um, is it just experience or? Well, I get the tattoo. Yep. 
That's what, yeah. And he gets the experience. Okay, that's what, okay. In in a shop setting. Because yeah. he had just like started apprenticing there. Got it. Yeah. That's a lot of trust. You have a lot of trust when it comes to tattoos. Yeah. I mean, Jada Kiss said, but I overtrust them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. And then you have another one on your calf. Yeah. Uh, on the outside. I didn't do this one. And what is it? Uh, it's a pinup girl in a martini glass. Okay. Shout out to Joe Santa for that one. That's her piece. Was that her first piece? Um, I think second ever. Okay, that's her second piece ever. And who came up with the artwork? Uh, that's all her. When I went to New York, one of the last times I went back to New York, I I would usually bring my machine and have people like I set up appointments. I'll be booked out my entire stay in New York, right? Yeah. And I would usually tattoo at my friend Andrew's house or Jasana's house. Okay. And when I started tattooing at Jasana's house one weekend, I was like, "Yo, watch this." Because I knew Jasana was interested in tattooing. Tells you, yo, like, be my helper this whole time. I'm a tattoo. I'm going to teach you some pointers. And yeah. after this, I'll let you tattoo me. Okay. And that's what she came out with right there. That's crazy. And that's pretty badass. Look at that. That's pretty wild. She, I mean, for a second tattoo. Exactly. I mean, that's pretty impressive. And I wanted to make sure she goes big on this one so she could get a little bit of shading in. Yeah. Because I mean, outline is outline. Yeah. You know? How long did that take? Um, You know what? She did it fast, yo. She did a fact. It didn't take her long. So, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive that um, someone like her, she can just kind of pick it up. And, you know, you have you guys don't have a lot of uh, hours, you know, in, in a shop setting. But just hearing you talk about the importance of having a sterile environment. I thought about that, too. I've, I've asked an artist, you know, do you ever go to homes? Like, no, no, no. Like, he's a professional full-time tattoo artist. And it's just, that's just what it is. Like, mm-hmm. you, you go to a shop. That's the that's the place it's almost like it's that's how sacred it is to them you know what yeah. I mean? and that's how you know one of the biggest things i learned in the tattoo community too is like nobody's just gonna let you in with wide open arms you gotta no, really no. put in your time you gotta you gotta really like have the love for it if you want to do it to that like, extent and that's why like you know one of the biggest thing with tattoo is you get what you pay for oh yeah and you'll see the difference of somebody's artwork that's like self-taught yeah and somebody who's professional sure that and at the end of the day it's like a preference on you know what you would want in your skin what are the reasons to find underground tattoo artists what do you think what are the reasons to find them yeah um i think it's gonna all come down to like style right um one of my favorite tattoo artists is tom devita and man when you look at his like old flashes and stuff his his style is very like folky, okay, like folk art. Sure. Like, don't get me wrong. I love me a clean traditional piece. Yeah. I love me a good Japanese piece, but I love artwork that has character in mm. it. And okay. I think that's why that's what it is about tattoo that like really intrigued me. Like, if I had to look back, like why that image of my grandfather's arm sticks out to me to this day is because like that had mad character in it yeah i mean home homemade nobody home else would copy that same exact tattoo that same exact that's way that's true yeah you know i yeah that's that's a that's a really good point that's it's in itself the hand of the artist right yeah it's, and and the biggest thing about tattoos too is like it's primal it's tribal yeah you know and i just love and it's tattoos like people do this shit when they're in jail and like people do this shit when they're in wars and yeah you know or escaping war exactly so that's you have so you have your big chest piece and it looks like you have one on your stomach as well yeah um rest in peace 
uh, mic fight. I got this done actually in a um, blacklist. Oh, blacklist tattoo. Yeah, in and Portland. he was a guest tattoo artist. Yeah, he recently just passed. And it's looks like there's a web, right? Right above it, it's it's a handshake. Yep, with uh, looks like the devil with his fingers crossed. Yeah. And then just a normal human just a, hand. Just a man shaking hands with a devil. Okay. And the devil crossing his fingers while what's, they're shaking it. What's the story behind that? Did he choose the design or did you choose the design? Nah, I hit him up with that idea, actually. Um, this piece is inspired by like a collection that I did when I was doing my brand in New York. We called the collection like Bad Company. And we had the same thing. It's, it's, but it's not a devil's hand. It's just two hands shaking and the top hand was crossing its finger. But then like a couple years later, like, style of art i think Josanna did it too really like stood out to me okay i just love the meaning of like shaking hands and the guy you're shaking hands with is crossing their fingers so what what's the what's the story behind that is it is it like you still can't trust um i think a lot of my tattoos like in my body you'll see is like um good versus evil like my left and my right side is just like bad and good like yeah. The snake versus the horse, okay. right? And then a devil's hand shaking the human's hand. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So there's a dichotomy, right? Yeah. Between yin and yang, two. as okay. they would say, right? And it looks like you have a traditional piece below yeah. that. Yeah. So that was when I got my green card. So it's like a... Dang, I don't even know how you explain this. So there's a skull filled with daggers all yep. over it. There's a cross. With the Rock of Ages cross on top of That's it. That's right splashes and i got the philippine flag on the left side and the u.s flag on and the, the US other flag on the right side and it's just like another constant battle you see that you know that piece is huge and uh i'm assuming you got this one at a shop i got this one from uh tyson over at um historic tattoo tyson at historic yeah. okay yeah that's massive i mean the story just you got it to almost represent kind of your journey here from the philippines right yeah i finally like made it when i got my green card i felt like i don't have to like watch over my back i don't have to i mean i still worry about like getting snatched up but not as much yeah. as before you know what I mean? yeah so the the design itself it's inspired by i'm sure people have seen this like art flash but it's the ship in the middle yep with the two flags on the side of yes yep. so that's what it's inspired by got it okay. but i just told him i want the philippine flag and the u.s, US flag. flag okay and then the skull what's told him rock, rock out oh so he that he was saw that little talent on the bottom yep. too yeah which hurt like a bitch yeah but i was like yo that's tough keep that in there wow yeah the, so the talent wait the talent is the bottom piece right yeah it's like right by my bladder yep okay so it was right it's, it's well below the belly button but yeah, it's That's, like on your bladder. That one, so you would say, you said it hurt. Yeah. That one's tough. Mm -hmm. Okay, which one, which of all the tattoos, which one was the most painful tattoo that you got? Sternum. The one on your sternum. The but Pegasus. The horse and the snake, like right in the middle. That one. I mean, it, it's just bone there, essentially. Yeah. So it kind of rattles your whole entire uh -huh, diaphragm, uh -huh. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I've never felt anything like that before. Just get me through the next hour. Just yeah. give me... Just I'm glad I got that out the way. Because, yeah, not, yeah, that's that's done. <laughs> Crazy. Well, no, so your hands, though, you have your hands tattooed. Yeah, I do have my hands tattooed. So your the top of your hands are yep. tattooed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tell me about those two tattoos. Um, So I got this not long after I got my chest done. Okay. 
I was still living in New York. Um, we drove down to Asbury Park, New Jersey. Okay. And I went to this guy, um, Robert Ryan. Okay. He has a pretty dope, like, Vice tattoo age thing, too. You should watch. But um, he specializes on, like, Hindu style art, mm-hmm. like, for tattoos and stuff. And my friend Ben, my old coworker at 10 Deep, knew him, so he referred me to him. Okay. And I figured this is along the line of his style. Okay. Because it's like very religious in in a way. But it's Jesus and Mary on my hands. Got it. Okay. And that's just kind of going back to your heritage in a way, right? There was a lot with this. Number one is going back to my heritage of being raised Catholic. Yep. Tribute to my mom as like mother and son. Yeah. Right? And when I, when I started working at 10 Deep at that time, I was like, okay, if I want to secure myself in this industry or like some kind of creative field and I don't, I don't have to like give myself the option to go back to a desk job, yep. this is me like going all in. That's, that's it. Yeah, definitely. Because like this day, like I told you, I still don't have anything on my yeah. arms, but this is just like going for my hands and just like, yo, I'm locked in. So how long did that take? He did both of these in one sitting. Whoa, both in one sitting. Yeah, he's a beast. Wow. So he, I mean, he jammed. We were both fatigued after this tattoo, but very, very grateful for this. And then, yeah, this is a full color Jesus piece and mm-hmm. then a, and a Mary piece that goes from your knuckles all the way up to your wrist, essentially. Yep, pretty so much. So it, it really covers it. And like you said, you're honoring your mom's request to not get your arms tattooed. Yeah, so. still not doing my arms. I mean, she. I'm sure at this point, she's probably over it today, um, right? She can't be mad at this. No. I mean, she's seen it. I've gone back to the Philippines, but I remember when we first started like FaceTiming, and she like so what is saw that? a little bit of my chest, yep. my hands. She was like, "What are you doing to yourself?" Oh. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, it's every mom's thing." Sure, you know. And then tell me about chaos and order that's on the sides of your hands, on the pinky side. Yep. So this is like on the outside of my hands. Um, Josanna did these. She did last time I was in New York. Yeah. So when I was running a brand, like back in the day too, with my friends, we did a collection called Chaos Forces Order. Okay. And like I said, I'm just very big into like positive, negative, and you know, you can't have order without chaos. Right. And yeah, shout out to Joe's. She so killed this the one. Hom- the homie. Yep. I'm glad I taught her how to tattoo. Yeah. Because now I could get pieces. Yeah. She's, <laughs> no, she's the homie hookup now. Yeah. Uh, do you have any on your back? No, my back is empty. Do you have plans? I do. I don't know if I want to make the commitment yet. Okay. What, what What's the idea? Um, I have a few ideas for it, but I think one idea has been sticking longer than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do, what is it, like St. Michael and Lucifer? Okay. The, when he's like yes. stabbing him. Yep. You've seen that yep. very iconic Definitely. image, That's, right? Yep. But I want to do Lucifer as Magellan and St. Michael as Lapu-Lapu. Explain to me. Um, this Lapu-Lapu is our very first national hero in the Philippines. Okay. And he's the one who slayed Magellan when he touched down in the Philippines. And you know, the Magellan, the conquistador. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost, that's like telling the story of uh, colonizers yeah. as the devil, right? Another one, good and evil, you know? Yeah. And I think it's just, uh, I have a Filipino flag tattooed on me now. And growing up, I saw a lot of like people getting Filipino tattoos, like sure. the flags, the stars, yeah. and the sun. Yeah. And I think with all the traditional stuff that I got going on myself, like I want to just kind of keep on that theme. And I think that would be a good one to see in that 
aesthetic and that like light. I think it's pretty interesting too, diving a little bit deeper when when you talk about Catholicism in the Philippines, right? It was actually brought there by, by the, the Spanish, yeah, right? By the Spanish, so, yeah. like you said, like there's there could be good that's brought out of. There's a lot of good that comes out of the bad, bad and a lot of bad that comes out of the good. Deep. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the story. It feels mm-hmm. like that's on your body. You're just telling the story of like nothing on earth here is nothing is purely good, purely evil. Yeah. Right. And it just all falls down on your perspective, which side your thing falls on. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that potentially is the back piece anywhere else. Do you have any plans? Um, I would like to get my head done at some point. Like, on your scalp my scalp yeah um just because i'm growing my hair out now yeah so I mean, it's kind of taking yeah. a toll <laughs> but um i'll wait you know i'm not in a rush like now that i got like a lot of these pieces on me i got a lot of this stuff that I, i've wanted on me i'm not in a rush to really get to things sure. and when i think when i started tattooing my legs i started realizing like tattoos for me at least mm-hmm it doesn't have to mean specifically anything with whatever it is you're tattooing. For me, it's bookmarks of my life. Okay. So like I go to certain pieces, I know exactly where I was, I know what was going on in my life, Yeah. and I know where I did it Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and why I did it, you know? Totally. And yeah. that's exactly why I kind of want to put this together because mm. 50% of this podcast is about tattoos, but really the other half is just kind of wanting to hear about where you were and what was happening to you or yeah. what was what did it mean to you you know mm-hmm. I, I could there's tattoos on me that i can't remember where i got it or when exactly mm-hmm. but i remember what i was going through what was going through yeah and yeah. it was just my way of reconciling that mm-hmm. situation that i was going through that time right like not everything has to have a meaning like this panther head means this 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 mm-hmm. but it's more actually about what was happening at the time at the time exactly. as opposed to what the actual thing, thing that you is. see is yeah but um but you know Emily is tattooed, right? Yeah. Did did you give her her first tattoo or no? She's had tattoos. No, she's when had you, tattoos before me. When, yeah. When uh, you I've her. given her two tattoos so far. So she's got two. Your wife has, actually three. Your wife has three tattoos yeah, that you've given her. Yeah. I mean, I love that that shoulder piece that you just gave her. Yeah. Uh, describe that one real quick. Um, the thing that's Kali. <laughs> it is Kali. Uh, it's one of the Hindu gods. Um, you know, she's deep into yoga. Yeah. And. I've always wanted to kind of do that piece too, and who better piece to do it to than somebody who's who actually it? in that role? Yeah. yeah. As, are there were there any tattoos that you regretted getting, or would, or maybe ones that you would change, like the way it looks? I mean, the majority of them sounds like you got yourself. You yeah. you get to yourself, so you can't really regret that because that's on you, right? If there's one that I could like, it's funny. Um, if there's one that I could go back to and like redo, yeah or help out i mean i can't do anything to it now but there's one. Oh, really yeah um i'll tell you the story so back when i was in new york i would throw friday the 13th like tattoo parties yeah so i have a flash sheet then the homies would come and they'll pick out from the sheet and, and they're all about friday the 13th all friday the 13th tat- you know you see in shops do the little flashes yeah. right um at one point in my homies be like running late sometimes so I thought they weren't gonna come till like late, later, later. I thought I had time to tattoo myself. Okay. I was like, you know what? Let me get some warm up in, right? So I have this inside of my knee. It's like a horseshoe with a 13 on it. It's like real rugged, yeah. right? 
So I started tattooing that, and then my homies call me. He's like, "Yo, we're five minutes away." Oh, <laughs> so you had a, a I had to a rush. rush. Yeah, I just had to like rush. rush it so I could tattoo other people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't. You couldn't come come back to it later. At that time, I didn't think about it. You just you were just like, "I'm just gonna get this done. I'm gonna get it done." Uh, yeah, it's probably the most you could tell it was rushed, not thought of piece. You did it, so it's on you, right? At least it's on me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. At least it's on me, you know? What are some uh, tattoo artists that you're... That you, uh, oh, that I really, really like? Yeah. That I just fuck with? Um, like I said, Tom DeVita's got to be, like, my number one. Um, Jeb. To be honest, people that I got tattoos from. Yeah. Um, Mike Fight was really, really dope. Um Tyson is really really dope. So Tyson's here in historic, yeah. At historic, and then and then Robert Ryan in New Jersey, man. I think I would go back to Ryan and get another piece if I could. So most of these people are from the East Coast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Based out of Jersey mm-hmm. or New York, mm-hmm. got it. And then headpiece. Any ideas on what you want to do for the headpiece? Um, I think I want to do like a Sacred Heart of some sort. Okay. And also, I don't know if you've seen like the Filipino tribal. It's called like Kalinga. Mm-hmm. I would get some on like my forehead or something or like my hairline. I think we talked about this. Is is it the kind of like the old lady that yeah. she's like one of the last? She's in the mountains, yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then some people, have to tr- they like hike like days, days or whatever to, to get, get to, to her. her. Yeah. And she does a stick and poke, uh-huh, traditional. Uh-huh. The way they one used the last to do few. it. Exactly. Oh man, that would be dope. Mm-hmm. I would get something on my face for that. That's because that's my, you know, that's like my heritage. Yeah, like, yeah. Before Magellan came around, that's what that's what we had. You see people who get tattoos everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I <laughs> I even think about those Japanese pieces. Yeah, that full that full body full body suits. Yeah, you know aftercare. Okay, mm-hmm. that's another thing we should talk about is aftercare, right? Yeah, yeah. Aftercare of tattoos, it takes a, a long time for tattoos to heal, right? And it you takes, have to take it very seriously. You have to take it very seriously. That's what determines how your tattoo will eventually look. Right. Like, yeah. if you let it scab, that shit's not going to look good. Mm-hmm. And you pick at it, you'll some of the shit will drop off. Yeah. What about the tattoos in the areas like your butt cheeks? You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. like areas where <laughs> um, it's hard to keep hygienically clean, right? Uh-huh. Like, or you're sitting on it, mm-hmm. you know, like... How do you care for tattoos? Like, again, like those Japanese pieces, you get your whole butt cheeks. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. to have to be able to care for that. Like, I, I don't even, I wouldn't even know how. I wouldn't know how. I don't have any <laughs> of that yet. So yeah, that's I mean, crazy. When you once you get on the seat part, armpits. That yeah, oh knee my pits. Gosh. Actually, tattooed somebody on the knee pits, and it like hurt so behind me the knee. Doing it. Yeah, yeah. That, I could not imagine what the pain would be. I mean, part of the process of getting tattooed is how yeah being in the position that you're being tattooed yep. um which is kind of that's something that you just don't think about so there's there's a lot that goes into it man and like when i got laid off for like seven months because my work visa expired i was doing tattooing as like a main thing mm-hmm. i tried making it like it's a back-breaking job bro you know and another part of that too is working with client like delivering on what the client wants right and it's very humbling that I got to like try that out and finally see how it was if I was to do that for real. Yeah. But it's a backbreaking job, man. Because you ha- you had to look at the artwork as close as you can so you could see how the needle reacts to the skin. 
Yeah, and you have to be a hundred percent focused the entire time. You yeah. got to be present. That's the thing. It's like, to be honest with you, like tattooing is kind of like riding a chopper, bro. Yeah. You know how it is when you're on this oh, bike yeah, and everything. The only thing that matters is what's in front of you. Staying, yeah. Right. Staying on course. Exactly. Tattooing is the same way. The handlebar is that tip of that needle touching the skin. I had no idea about uh, your grandparents' portrait. I think of all the tattoos mm-hmm. that I've heard about, I mean, family means a lot to me, mm-hmm. and I know that it means a lot to you. Real quickly, the portrait of them, was it based on a photo? Um, it's based on a bunch of things. Uh, photos, number one, but also my grandfather is wearing a helmet on it because he served in the Philippine Army during World War Two. Oh, okay. And my grandmother has like this thing on her head because yeah. she would usually kind of have that. It's like a headband that like old women, old ladies wear in the Philippines. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of wanted to represent him in like old Philippines. Sure, yeah, that's thing. definitely yeah. you definitely capture that. Uh-huh. Would you say that's your most meaningful tattoo? Um, one of the I think my hands probably to me. Yeah, is you see the those. one that like you see those every day. Yeah, and like what it means and what it is yeah you know because it's like it's like i've given my hands to jesus pretty much yeah. to like take me yeah to wherever jesus right? take the wheel exactly <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally take the wheel you know what i mean so yeah. i think and i think the biggest thing for me too was what was going on well, like i said my my parents had just moved back to the philippines and yeah. that was big because not have them around yeah i I was still undocumented at that time, so I was still trying to figure out yeah. life, you know? On your own? I mean, I'd, I'd be scared chillless. I don't know how you did it. We lucked out, bro. Yeah. We lucked out. As far as having to pick a favorite tattoo, do you have one that you would consider your favorite? Out of all my tattoos? Yeah. if you Yeah. Um, Probably my hands. Your hands are your favorite I tattoo? Think, I think they are. I think they're like my favorite and the, the, the most meaningful to me. Remind me the artist. Robert Ryan. Robert Ryan in out of Jersey, right? Yeah. These artists that you found actually previously, how did you find these artists? Um, Jeb, I was just looking. Like I said, it took me a while to find artists that I want to go to. For me, I really have to almost want to learn their style or learn something from their technique mm-hmm. for me to go to them. So I just do my research, and if there's a piece that speaks to me that I see, I dig into that artist, see how they like, and would follow them for like a few months. Yeah. See what kind of out work they're putting out. Are you doing this to kind of learn from them as, as well? Yeah. In a way? Yeah. When I first got my tattoo with Jeb, my chest tattoo, he was like, he told me no tattoo artist want to teach somebody how to tattoo. Yeah. Because you kind of got to earn it, right? Right. So for me, when he told me that, I was like, all right, then I'm going to just get tattoos from all the people that I fuck with. And that's my way of picking something even even if they don't tell me anything at least i feel how they needle me how they shade on me it's funny because most of my body is so i can't really like watch them got it okay. robert ryan was the only one that i got to watch like really yeah closely it. yeah um as far as all the people who have tattooed you professionally yeah you know they're all pieces that i would consider a significant meaning right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to some extent whether it be based on a past logo for a brand that mm-hmm, you've mm-hmm. started or kind of your journey to america yeah, yep. or um like birth year key chapters yeah They're, i mean these all have pretty 
I would consider deep stories yeah. that pertain to who you are as a person, right? Mm-hmm. Would you get another panther head from a professional? T- I think from professionals, no. If I'm going to go to somebody, if I'm going to go to somebody and get like their work done to me, I'd like I said, I'd give them a guardrail. Yeah. If I'm feeling a specific something and then let them do whatever they do. Got it. Yeah. So, I mean, a good example is the back piece you would have. Exactly. I'll tell them that and let them interpret that. And do their thing. And do their thing. You know, I know how it is of freelance design. I know how it is to get like ideas from clients. At the end of the day, since you're the one executing, you want to be able to feel empowered to do it the way you think it'll work best. Yeah, definitely. So that's how I feel about when I approach a tattoo artist. They know better than me, you know? That's a really good point. I think people listening to this might need to maybe kind of take that home with them is that if you're going to go to a tattoo artist and you get something custom, Mm -hmm. you got to know their style, yeah, kind of what they've done, and you got to be okay with let them do their thing in a way. Just do your thing. And that's exactly what I said. That's how you get the best out of them. Exactly. That's how you get the best art. If you just let them rock out, do do their thing on it. Thank you so much, AP. I really Thanks, appreciate man. you coming through. Appreciate it. Oh, I want some dope music on my intro. Uh, no, okay. Here's, <laughs> I, I'm glad you. I'm glad we're, we're talking about this. I'm, okay. I'm going to do this kind of going forward with all my uh, guests. What is the song that you would come out to if you were a professional a boxer? Rest- your oh, f- boxer. Oh, yeah, okay. or wrestler. Sure, right, yeah. WWF. What is your fight song? What is your entrance song? I want to know what is your... En- Last time when I asked Mark, he gave me a bunch of stuff, but I went with this first one, which was uh, Shadow Boxing from the Jizzo. I have two songs. Audio Slave, Show Me How to Live. Okay. Either that or Danzig, uh, how, how the Gods Kill. How the Gods... Okay, yeah, Danzig. Yeah. No, I'm going to definitely do the Audio Slave joint. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thanks so much, AP. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you.